Welcome to Disney Decipher, a podcast helping you save money, time, and stress as you plan your Disney vacation. In today's episode, we talk about our top five favorite rides to ride at nighttime in the Disney parks. Find old episodes of this podcast at DisneyDecipher.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you find podcasts. And we'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a positive review. If you'd like to support the podcast, check us out on Patreon.com slash DisneyDecipher, where you'll receive bonus content. Or you can support the podcast at no cost to you by using me as your travel agent. Get started by emailing josephchung at travelmation.net. If you have any questions for the podcast, email us DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com, tweet at us at WWDeciphered on Twitter, or find us on Facebook and Instagram, DisneyDeciphered. Thanks, and enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Joe from As the Joe Flies. And I'm Leslie from Trips with Tykes. And welcome back to Disney Deciphered. So Leslie and I were talking, you know, on our on my last trip to Disney World, I was just thinking to myself how much fun it is to tour the parks at night and was really enjoying myself on some of the attractions at night. And then I had this idea, Leslie, and I was like, let's do an episode where we talk about which attractions are better at night versus better in the day. But then we started talking about it and it feels like in general, things feel better at night. So uh, we pivoted a little bit, right? Yeah. I mean, most attractions, I mean, I think most of us ride attractions during the day. So the nighttime rides feel special already. So that already makes them a little more unique, but, but you're right. I mean, everything that really came to mind other than the, the rides where you get drenched seems to be better at night just because they're kind of a special and unique opportunity. Right. So we mix it up. So what we're going to do is Leslie and I both came up with top five lists for attractions to ride at night. And we're talking about them and we are going to include both coasts. So Disney world and Disneyland um, either can get onto our top five list. So uh, let's kick it off, Leslie. Why don't you start, you know, let's go five to one. So what's your number five attraction? All right. So number five for me is Seven Dwarfs Mine Train in Magic Kingdom. That attraction is really well lit at night. And the queue is like extra special, in my opinion. I mean, if you are standing in the queue, we always are standing in the lightning lane, but you know, they have the, the lighted gems of, um, you know, from the mine that you can see in the queue. So you get a lot of little touches that you wouldn't necessarily get. And then I sort of think the ride just has a different experience because it's an indoor outdoor coaster. So it's dark indoors all the time and you see those things lit up, but then you're coming out into broad daylight and you know, when you're riding it at night, you're kind of getting this consistent color and this consistent vibe. And it's a much scarier ride at night just because you can't quite see the track. I mean, everything that makes a dark coaster scary then becomes, you know, what you're experiencing at night. So that's definitely one of my favorites. I often end up riding it at night because when my kids were younger, this was one that they didn't want to do. So I was saving it till, you know, after bedtime or something like that. So definitely a topic for me. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking of putting that on my list, but then I realized that I actually like it better during the day. And I think it's because it's, you know, it's, it's great at night too, but I actually think the contrast of the light and the dark during the day, it just makes it feel like more like you're going into a mine, right? Like, cause it's super bright and then you go into the mine and then it's dark. And then when you come back out, um, it's, it's super bright again. And with the animatronics and stuff where the dwarfs are digging, in the mine. Um, I really enjoy that, but definitely was kind of on my 
you know, it was all, it made my it made my final list, but ended up not putting it on there. Now, what did make number five for me, Leslie? I know, and we had talked about this offline, and I totally agree that water rides generally don't like riding at night. And I guess I'm gonna totally contradict myself because I really enjoy Splash Mountain at night, and I think it's because. When you're outside, you get views of the park, and this is going to become a recurring theme in my choices, but you get views of the park, and then, you know, you eyes don't have to adjust the light. Okay, I'm definitely contradicting myself, so I apologize. But I really like riding Splash Mountain at night, partially because I think I like the way Splash Mountain looks um, at night, and so, yeah, I put that as number five on my list, um, and, you know, it just edged out another attraction that I know that's going to be on your list, so I'll talk about it when it gets there. Um, and you know, for those of you who don't know, Splash Mountain is closing in January, 2023 for the Tiana re-theme. And so I guess I've ridden Splash Mountain for my last time at night. And it was at night, uh, the last time we rent. Yeah, the last time I rode it was at night as well. And at Disneyland, I think I'll get to ride it one more time at uh, Disney World. So we shall see in my January trip. But I have to say, this is like where my Disneyland bias was showing. Like the reason this didn't make the list for me is because it's colder in California most of the time. And if you're riding it at night, you're almost always cold, except for on the hottest days of the year. Whereas you're going to be okay riding that at night in the summertime at Walt Disney World. In fact, sometimes I go out of my way. You know, I don't love walking around with like wet shoes anyway, but. But, uh, so I often will save it for a nighttime ride before I go back to the hotel because I know I won't have to then, you know, be in those shoes for hours later. So, but you know, it has been such a sad decline of that ride. So last time I rode it at Disneyland, half the lights inside the attraction were out. Like there was a whole section of the ride, so I couldn't see anything day or night, regardless. So it's, here's it's to the refurbishment. Those, yeah, it's one of those attractions that on Diz Twitter people are constantly posting the animatronics that are not working and whatever but i guess they're not maintaining it since they know that they're going to retheme it soon quick question leslie um are you a wimp like me who always brings ponchos for these rides or do you just you know just deal with it some of both when I did my big Genie Plus, like all 19 rides in a single day at Disneyland, I did bring a poncho for that day just because I knew that was going to be a rough, rough day. But sometimes, sometimes I will chance it. Sounds good. Yeah, I'm totally a wimp about that these days. Don't want to deal with it. All right, let's move to your number four. All right, number four for me, another coaster. And I chose Expedition Everest in Animal Kingdom. I mean, I think I've said many times, this is one of my favorite rides and it's just a great coaster. I mean, lots of surprises around every corner, but it becomes much scarier when you can't see the track at night. And it has really neat lighting. I mean, Animal Kingdom, the entire park has great lighting in the evening. And, and it's great that that uh, whole park now has many more evening hours. So that's one that I don't miss. And one reason I put it on my list, Joe, is because, I mean, it is the Walt Disney World equivalent of Matterhorn. And I cannot rightfully put Matterhorn on any list of top anything because any it's such a painful list. ride. Any positive, any positive list. <laughs> because it is such a painful ride. So, I mean, I'm kind of throwing a bone to the Matterhorn here because it is a really pretty ride at, at night at Disneyland, seeing sort of the views, and but it, I'm not sure it's worth the pain. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, I if you listen to my trip report, my son likes it when it's dark. And see, I actually don't like Expedition Everest at night because... 
I don't need it to be any more thrilling. Like I'm at point, I'm past that point in my life. But I wonder if my son would like it if we go on night because he can't see the track. So we'll see how that goes. I mean, my daughter still talks about um, how I force her to go on it, and you know, I think she'll go back on it soon. But she keeps, uh, she does, she she likes to give me a hard time about getting her on that before she was ready. So we'll see how it goes. Ah, uh, lessons in parenting. All right, well, give us your number four. All right, so my number four attraction, a little bit out of left field, but I picked the Astro Orbiter. And the reason why I put it on there, um, and I alluded to this when I was talking about Splash Mountain, is I really love the view from up there at night when Tomorrowland is all lit up. And then, of course, you can see the castle in the distance. So, you know, shout out to Dumbo and uh, Magic Carpets of Aladdin, like all the, um, what what are those called? The, uh, you know, what's the generic theme park term? You know those, and I'm sure I'll remember what the term is called later, but all those Dumbo-type attractions, they're great at Magic Kingdom and Disneyland as well to get a nice aerial higher-up view of the park. But, of course, Astro Orbiter, since you start from the second floor and if you're, you have to ride that super slow elevator, um, is even better. I don't actually love Astro Orbiter, the attraction. It is the spinning ride that makes me feel slow spinning ride that makes me feel the most like I'm going to fall out of it. But for the views at nighttime, I really love Astro Orbiter. And that's when the lines finally die down as well. Yeah, that's right. I haven't been on the attraction in several years in either park. So I think um, I'm going to put this on the list for the next trip just to experience it again. And, you know, the hardest part is, is getting in and out of the vehicle, especially as you get older. So um, that's probably why I've dodged it. I wouldn't, haven't wanted to face my own mortality on that one. Indeed. And Wikipedia says, uh, in case you're throwing your phone out the window, that the official term is aerial carousel style ride. So that makes sense. So that's not what's your, tight, uh, oh, but okay. Yeah. Last thing about Astro Orbiter, beautiful view, not the type of view that you want to take a picture of just appreciate the view yourself because you're at an angle. Don't drop your phone. Just, just enjoy it. You know, we got to enjoy things these days and not, uh, document everything. Um, irony and, uh, (laughs) hypocrisy from us here. Although I, I, Leslie, on our last trip, I made certain like not to take pictures and it worked out pretty well or not to take pictures that weren't just for me. Um, but anyway, I digress. Number three, Leslie. All right. Number three for me is big thunder and, I mean, I think that goes without saying as to why it's just awesome at night. You have the red spires of Bryce Canyon-like views lit up. I mean, the lighting package on that attraction is great. I mean, I think, is everything on my list a coaster? Not quite, but (laughs) I think this is part of my affinity for for coasters. I mean, it does make it a little bit scarier, but but this still isn't one that I think is is super scary. This is like probably a good gateway nighttime coaster for younger kids if they're not like yours, Joe, where they want to ride them in the dark. Um, So yeah, I mean, it's just, it's a beautiful ride and, and you do feel like you're in nature. I mean, this is one of Disney's truly best rides any time of day, but um I often end up doing Big Thunder at night because it is it is often a walk-on a lot of times. It's not as popular as like the other newer big-name coasters. Definitely. This is actually my number three as well, um, lighting package. You basically stole all my notes. This is exactly what I was thinking. I mean, the way that it's lit up at night, it's just – and especially – at Walt Disney World where it's Big Thunder and Splash Mountain right next to each other. They just look really great at night while you're riding Big Thunder. 
um, you get looks at Splash Mountain and you get looks um, at in the Magic Kingdom, you get looks at the castle and stuff like that. So I think it's all really great. Um, you know, you have those kind of multiple sections where you're going uphill and like building the anticipation. So it's a great ride all the time, but at night it's even better. And this is one, when I put it on my list, I was thinking both Disneyland and Disney World, but uh, my daughter and I both agree that Disneyland gets a little bit of an edge for Big Thunder Mountain. Big Thunder Mountain Rail... Big Thunder... Leslie, help me out here. Big Thunder, Big Mountain, Thunder Mountain Railroad. Oh, yeah. For some reason, yeah. the second R was confusing <laughs> me. Disneyland gets the edge for Big Thunder Mountain Railroad because uh, the dynamite blowing up at the end. The uh, you know, I, don't, I don't know. It must be... It's just like a Spoiler projector. Alert. But it's, it's, it's really cool. And it's a lot of fun. So Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, number three. What's your number two, Leslie? All right. Number two for me is Slinky Dog Dash. And I think this would be at the top of the list for a lot of Disney visitors. Toy Story Land at night is magnificent. I think you could probably go back to one of our Toy Story Land episodes when you and I recorded in the land. And we talked about how the lighting over the whole land is gorgeous. There are these big um, jumbo Christmas lights that hang throughout. So you're you're sailing through that. And then the ride itself, it has you know, portions that are lit up. You have that section where you're waiting to be slinkied and there are the the things that you that light up that say go or something like that. So that lights up for you as well. And you know, you can get just a whole overview of all of Toy Story Land and everything with the lighting there. So that's a great attraction. Again, a little scarier at night, I think, but really because the land is so lit up, you can see the track. I mean, this is not one that becomes a lot scarier. I really love Slinky Dog Dash. And this is the one that I cut off for Splash Mountain. And, you know, just to give you all a little peek behind the curtain, I explicitly took Slinky Dog Dash off because I was like, Leslie's probably going to cover this and I want to cover more attractions. It may have made my top five if it was just me doing the list. But since I knew that we are recording together, you know, I didn't want our list to be exactly the same. But everything you said is totally spot on. Also, shout out to the Christmas lights that are decorating um, Toy Story Land, you know, that you can see while you're on Slinky Dog Dash. Obviously, those work a lot better at night. I mean, they're nice during the day, but at night, that's when they really pop. All right. My number two attraction, Leslie, is the Jungle Cruise. Actually, I was surprised that this didn't make it onto your list, but that's totally okay because it's on my list. And Jungle Cruise is just, it's always fun and you know, if you're a regular listener to this podcast, you know Leslie loves the Jungle Cruise, so it's nothing against the Jungle Cruise. Um, but at night, and we've talked about this before, the energy of the skippers, the energy of the passengers, it's just so much higher. It makes things a lot more fun. I find there's a lot more shouting from the skippers at night, and it works well um, at night. And so overall, the vibes of Jungle Cruise are a lot more fun at night. Obviously, you can have a dud boat, um, and normally it's not on the skipper it's on you know the guests that are with you you can't control that but at nighttime you get the right boat like there's not many more fun attractions than the jungle cruise or the jingle cruise as it is right now as you're listening to this episode so that's what i had as my number two that's right and this is where i kind of fudge my list too it definitely would have maybe been in contention for you know, the number five spot on on my list and i took it off because i knew you were going to pick it but yeah i mean jungle cruise is one of my favorites and i do think at night especially late at night like 
the skippers are a little bit punchier. Maybe some of the people riding have had a beer or two. So it's it's definitely a little more irreverent and perhaps a little more adult. So that's that's why I enjoy it. I mean, that that's a ride where, where cast members can occasionally get away with something. So uh, yeah, definitely highly recommend it. And I love the lighting. I mean, one of the things about the Jungle Cruise is because you can see so much during the daytime, there aren't really any surprises. I mean, you can see everything coming and then instead they're spotlighting things out of the blue and, and that's a lot of fun. Definitely. All right. Uh, spoiler alert, Leslie, you and I share the same number one. So I'll let you do the honors. Very, I, honestly, there is a reason why I was like, we got to cover both coasts on this because to me, there was only one answer for what's number one nighttime attraction at the domestic Disney park. So what is it, Leslie? Drum roll. Drum roll, please. It is, of course, Radiator Springs Racers at Disney California Adventure. Disneyland here for the top spot uh, of both Disney Coast. I'm very proud. But yeah, this is a no-brainer. This was not even a competition. The Cars Land nighttime lighting package, the neon of Route 66, is just magnificent. And, you know, like Seven Doors Mine Train, this is a ride that's indoors and outdoors. And I think it's better than Seven Dwarfs by keeping that consistent dark theming. And then, of course, the speed that you get riding at the last part of Radiator Springs Racers with the wind in your hair and not really able to see the road as well. It's just, it's glorious. I mean, this is like one of the best things as a Californian. I, mean, I love road trip in California and I get that feeling every time on this ride. And then riding it at night, woo boy. Definitely. I was looking through old pictures, Leslie, of um, Cars Land and specifically Radiator Springs Racers. And my wife was looking over my shoulder and she was like, when did you go there? And she thought, what's what's the name of that rock? The um, I don't even know if it's a real rock in there. It must be a real rock in the West somewhere. But uh, gosh, we're, we're just embarrassing ourselves with our lack of knowledge today. <laughs> but she was like, when did you go there? And I was like, that's Disneyland. And that is just like how well the theming, you know, it's probably all wire and stuff. But when you look at a picture, when you're just glancing at it, um, it just really looks amazing. And so the lighting on there is so good. And it's just so much fun at night. Um, we did Radiator Springs like three times when we were in Disneyland over like two days. And uh, we did it both in, during the day and at night. And it's awesome all the time. But Really uh, beautiful at night and definitely deserving of the top spot. All right. And, you know, I know we have some honorable mentions. So do you want to share um, one of yours? Sure. So my honorable mention is Small World Holiday at Disneyland at night. That is, of course, an attraction that you're only will get you know, for about, what, six weeks at Disneyland. But the entire facade is lit up with, I don't even know how many thousands and thousands of lights. And this is the one that everybody wants to wait to ride at night. So you really have to be like extra um, strategic on the Genie Plus front to like time your lightning lane at the right hour. But this is just, just gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. And then inside the ride, totally lit up as well. Must, must do, but got to go at the right time. Definitely. And for me, my um, honorable mention is the people mover. And it's just kind of for the same reason. The reason why I didn't put it on there is because I think Astro Orbiter gives you a better view, but nothing beats being up above getting an aerial view of Tomorrowland at night. I had like a 
inkling of an idea, Leslie, of putting Tomorrowland Speedway on there, but I think the noise pollution just it it's just too much. They need to they need whenever they get electric cars in there, uh, it's going to be a lot more fun. The noise and the smell, yeah, no thanks. <laughs> that does it for our top five nighttime attractions. Uh, if you have a attraction that you like riding at the Disney parks at night, please let us know. DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com at www.deciphered on Twitter or on Facebook and Instagram, Disney Deciphered. We always like to end one of these episodes with a Disney do or don't. So Leslie, do you have a nighttime Disney do or don't for us? All right. When it comes to riding rides at night, don't trust the posted wait times, especially the closer you get to closing time. Disney keeps those artificially inflated. I think they don't want people to get in line because the thing about riding at night is as long as you're in the queue, a minute before park closing time, you get to ride. So I think they're trying to send people away and back to their hotels so they don't have to keep the rides open uh, longer. So, you know, this is where if you have some experience and can eyeball the lines, uh, you might see something posted at like, you know, 30 minutes and find it's a near walk-on. Often the case for uh, Frozen Ever After. That's like, seems to be an offender for me. Use your gut. Uh, and your experience and and don't trust what Disney's posting. Definitely. And a semi Disney do you'll notice that obviously all the attractions that we listed are outdoor attractions. I in general like to do the indoor attractions during the daytime. Um, Frozen ever after, you know, if I have a lightning lane for it is a great example. Obviously it's a lot cooler when you're there in the summer and you want to be inside, but also because these other attractions are so much better at night, you know, I like to save them for nighttime. So I like to get rid of the, or get the inside ones over with during the day. Now, I know that some of you are probably really frustrated about this. So let's clarify. Okay. The rock that I'm referencing in Cars Land is called Willie's Butte. Cars takes place in Ornament Valley, not a real place. It's a reference to Monument Valley. Okay. Which is a place, uh, in Northern Arizona, I think it is. And Willie's Butte is not a real rock, but it is modeled after something called, drum roll again, Mexican Hat, Utah. So Leslie, obviously we need to take our families to on Route 66, explore all these inspirations for cars because we're just, you know what? It's our it's our coastal elitism bias and we gotta do better, <laughs> Leslie. So we apologize yeah, I've been- everybody. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've been to Route 66 in California, but I have not spent any time on it in Utah. So that's yes, still my, on the my coast. West Coast bias. <laughs> yeah. California, that's still on the coast. I know. All right. Uh, joking aside, well, I do want to get to those places someday because, I mean, there's so many cool places to see in the States that are not Disney World. Uh, just a little plug for the rest of America right now. Anyway, thank you so much, everyone, for listening. We really appreciate it. Again, let us know um, if you have any questions or comments about this episode. Other than that, Leslie, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. And I will see you on Route 66 in Utah. Our families can meet in the middle. I got a much longer drive, though. Thanks, Joe. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. 
Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.